Time now for Financial Friday on WOMI with your host, Drew Watson, sponsored by Align Wealth Management. So, you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out, everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Maker Incorporated. Hello and welcome to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. This is the first uh, show this year, 2023 in June, and we have a uh, pretty good lineup for you today. We're going to look at the difference between small cap and large cap stocks, uh, whether or not it makes sense to buy an electric vehicle, and then answer your questions that have come in via email um, in our final segment as we do every week. Uh, Thursday was a little bit of a turnaround for the markets where they were broadly higher uh, across the board, but the Dow has been kind of slowly uh, on a uh, skid the last four out of five weeks. Mainly the news is in Washington, D.C., uh, to quote uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, the most wretched hive of scum and villainy, the uh, debt bill has passed the House and looks like it will pass the Senate. So we're getting a little bit of a uh, rally there. Uh, risk assets uh, have found uh, an appetite uh, across the board uh, towards the end of this week. Gold is back up after uh, kind of choppy trading really for the last few weeks. Uh, West Texas Intermediate Crude is back above $70 a barrel as of uh, Thursday's close. And in the commodity space, we've continued to get um, what I would consider to be higher prices with cattle, but generally most commodities have been in line with their trading pattern as they've done uh, so far this year. Uh, Unless you've been... uh, Living on air and free water, what you know is any trip to the grocery store has produced, uh, you know, grocery bills that uh, have uh, maybe three numbers before the uh, decimal point, and that's if you're lucky, uh, as uh, meat prices have continued to to rise. Now, we may get some help from... uh, Pork, as uh, there seems to be a little bit of a glut in pork prices and pork out there, and that'll be interesting to see what happens the rest of the summer. If it keeps up the way it is, you may be having a a pork burger instead of a hamburger come 4th of July. Keep listening to Financial Fridays right here on this station, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. We'll be back in 60 seconds. What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer, our pursuits become careers, and if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask, what's most important to you? Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. 
Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Private Wealth Advisor, Drew Watson. And in our Investment Spotlight segment, we're going to take a deeper dive into some small and uh, mid-cap stocks today versus the top of the market, which is the large cap sector. As always, uh, this is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security, but just a matter of uh, providing uh, information that you might find useful. Um, now, let, let us set the stage. Um, the market obviously has done better this year than some people have thought with the S&P 500, let's say, uh, coming in, uh, let's see, earlier this week, the S&P was up year-to-date, uh, roughly 9%, um, and that's been a shocker to some people. But if you take out the top dozen or so tech stocks, the S&P 500 is really right around break-even. And as a uh, setting-the-table piece here, keep in mind, the S&P 500 is a market cap-weighted index, meaning that the largest stocks, such as Apple, Microsoft, NVIDIA, have an out-weighting or you know, outsized impact on the performance of the index compared to the 498th or 499th or 500th size stock. Um, so, so far this year, and especially since March, investors have favored large cap stocks. Uh, the dominating performance, as I said, of a handful of mega cap stocks this year, uh, principally concentrated in the tech and tech related areas, has created a sizable return dispersion between the S&P 500 index and the smaller cap Russell indexes that would be either mid or small cap stocks. According to Morningstar, the S&P 500 devotes about 26% of the index to technology, significantly more than the roughly 16% of technology companies that make up the Russell mid-cap index and 14% of tech stocks that set in the Russell small cap 2000 universe. Conversely, each of the Russell indices has exposure to smaller regional banks, which have come under significant selling pressure uh, since March and the uh, bank failures. And given that a potential recession in the U.S. could hamper mid- and small-sized companies, which tend to be more domestically driven, investors have placed a greater emphasis on larger-cap companies with broader revenue levers. Tightening credit and lending standards have also weighed on small-cap momentum since March. That said, think about the environment in January for a moment and look at how the Russell indexes were performing against the S&P 500. Uh, at that time, economic data was refuting a pending recession, and interest rates were coming down, and the market began to price in a slowdown in Fed rate hikes. In that environment, smaller-cap stocks were outperforming their larger cap counterparts in the S&P 500. I would suggest if economic data continues to hold, a soft or no landing scenario takes on more shape. The Fed pauses in June and interest rates continue to stabilize. Cyclical areas of the economy could perform better than they are doing today. 
mid-cap and small-cap benchmarks, you know, both funds and ETFs, tend to have a greater concentration of cyclical exposure and may see a change in sentiment should the U.S. economy continue to hold water and avoid a deeper or protracted downturn. That's kind of the Goldilocks scenario. Um, you know, something to think about is that in any mean reversion trading inside tech and or further bank stabilization could also provide a tailwind for small cap and mid cap stocks and their indexes if economic conditions remain stable. That's a big if. You know, in the meantime, investors should remain defensively biased overall, uh, I think, and, you know, Depending on who you follow, you might see people are tactically underweight small caps. But, uh, you know, something that's been tried and true over time is maintaining some exposure to small caps uh, can uh, help diversify uh, the portfolio. But it does appear that investors are all sitting on the side of the boat where large cap tech sits. So, you know, that's one thing to think about is is we are getting close to what I would say maybe not all-time records, but certainly pretty high records where just a few stocks are moving the entire index. And uh, if you look at the subsectors of technology up 34% year-to-date and communication services, which has a lot of components in there, up 32, definitely you can see they are very much outstripping other uh, pieces of the component indexes that would make up um, the S&P 500. So that's food for thought. Uh, we're going to be uh, back after a, a word from our sponsors as it pertains to uh, if you're thinking about buying an electric vehicle, you will definitely want to listen to the next segment because uh, we're going to discuss this from the perspective of financial planning and budgeting, et cetera, just to see if there is any real savings to be had. Keep listening to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. We'll be back after a word from our sponsors. When today is unpredictable, you need sound advice and strong support to help you stay focused on your long-term financial goals for tomorrow. Ameriprise has been guiding clients through challenging times for over 125 years. You can take comfort in working with an advisor who's backed by that strong experience and who's there to guide you with personalized, goal-based financial advice. Together, you and your Ameriprise advisor can plan your future while navigating your now. Call Align Wealth Management a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, and this is the financial planning segment of the show where we will take a deeper dive into financial planning topics uh, that come up from time to time. And uh, today, a really good uh, financial planning topic to discuss, I think you could say fits in with budgeting, also fits in maybe to uh, what's going on in Washington, D.C. and what's going on environmentally. And let's talk about what is the cost of an electric uh, vehicle. I think, uh, you know, our former uh, 
CFO here, Bill Young, a uh, great guy, always taught us to say a number by itself means nothing. Uh, you have to have a, a reference point or a point of comparison when it comes to numbers, and I think that is a good jumping-off point uh, when it comes to the electric vehicle discussion. And let's say that jumping-off point may be a either normal uh, combustion motor vehicle or it could be a hybrid vehicle. And I think if you are looking at the uh, potential uh, move to an electric car uh, and wanting to know from a financial planning standpoint what you should do from a budgeting standpoint, there's probably some things to, to think about. First and foremost, getting facts in this arena is not as easy as going down to your local gas station and just seeing that gas is, let's say, $3 a gallon and you typically fill up once a week in a 15-gallon tank and so you know you've got $45 a week in gasoline cost uh, and you get your oil changed twice a year and that's, uh, you know, another $30 and then voila, uh, you know, before you know it, what you come up with is, you know, you're out, let's say, $2,400 a year um, on normal maintenance. And then, of course, there's tires and such that might come in every four or five years. So as it pertains to the electric car, uh, there's a Latin term that escapes me, but it, it basically means buyer beware. I think it's caveat impor, imperator, uh, but this is you kind of uh, knowing what you're getting into before you get into it, and certainly with an electric car, there's a lot to know. First and foremost, um, you know, electric cars uh, do require electricity to charge, and it would be a good idea uh, to get some estimates from your local power company uh, as to where uh, they've seen surges or additional costs because if your electric bill is like uh, the ones that we have in Owensboro, Kentucky from Owensboro Municipal Utilities, um, what you pay for electricity is just a very small portion of it, but a lot of fees and environmental surcharges uh, come into play uh, that bridge off of what your normal electric cost is. But if uh, you have a pretty good idea that you'll be charging your car every night and um, you talk to people that have had electric cars, have a frank conversation with them. And there again, you need to see the bill to see how much of an additional electricity grind that you're going to have. Now, a good benchmark is uh, further west where electric cars have been around a little bit longer than they have in this part of the country, uh, already fast charging stations are charging um, anywhere between 25 cents, 40 cents to just under $1 a minute for charging. I know the uh, Rivian, the new pickup truck that they offer, according to the Wall Street Journal, uh, I think it's the uh, R1S or R15. Uh, you have to forgive my... Uh, <laughs> my nearsightedness, uh, you know, at a supercharging station, you it takes about 30 minutes 
to charge, you're going to look at getting around 285 miles per charge, but that 30-minute charge is just 80% full. So, um, you know, if you, you know, just take 80% of the 275-mile thing, that's 220 miles, and if a charging station costs, you know, charge you even, say, 50 cents a minute, you know, that's $15 to go 220 miles. Uh, if you filled up a V8, um, you know, uh, V8 big truck engine, uh, you know, you're going to get roughly somewhere between 350 and 400 miles on a tank of gas in a 20 20 gallon tank normally um, what you might be finding out with your uh, electric cars is once you have to start paying for the supercharger you may be paying more than you would for gas uh, secondarily your additional cost and you're not gonna have oil changes of course but electric vehicles weigh much much more than a conventional vehicle so in the case of that rivian pickup you know i think it was basically one third or 40 percent more uh, gross curb weight than a conventionally uh, gasoline aspirated engine would be on a vehicle uh, with that size of bed etc and that's going to put more and more uh, wear on your tires you know just kind of common sensing it if you know if your tires are carrying around uh you know one third more weight they're probably gonna last maybe around a third less than they normally do um and you may be going through tires let's say every other year at a thousand bucks compared to other ones and the big deal will be what kind of charging station you set up in your house because to get the dc charging a lot of local utilities will put you on uh, basically surge pricing. That is, uh, you will be charged like you're a, uh, you know, um, a business, and that's expensive to get set up to have that type of uh, panel put in your house to be fed from the, uh, you know, either underground or overhead utilities. And then when you're charging, that kilowatt hour cost might be, you know, much more and if you don't have the supercharger what you're looking at is a period of hours and not minutes to get a uh, you know i would say 80 percent to full charge now i do think it is crucial though when you look at this from a financial planning standpoint that you do want to be as much as possible in an apples to apples comparison so if you're looking at that rivian truck uh, I wouldn't compare it against, like, say, a Ford F-350 Super Duty or a GMC 2500 or 3500 Max pickup because those cars are not that big. You might be looking at, like, a Ford Maverick and a, or the equivalent of what the Chevy used to have in an S10 pickup. Same thing with a car. Um, you know, a Tesla, you know, their smaller body style, you know, compare that to a smaller body style you know, gasoline car or hybrid. And keep in mind, most of your four-cylinder engines today are 35 to 40 miles per gallon. And even on a 12-mile, 12 12-gallon 12 tank, 15-gallon tank, 
you know, you're going to be getting up there to a range of around almost 500 miles. And uh, I think best we can tell in this day and age is you're looking at maybe getting half that range out of a charge uh, from a charging station. So be sure to cover all your bases. And I think what you're going to find is um, getting an electric vehicle may save you some money, but it's going to be in the very, very long run. And it's assuming that oil prices uh, stay where they are or go higher and electricity prices stay where they are or go down, which guess what? Uh, history shows both continue to go up. And if more things are running on electricity instead of gasoline, you could probably bet your bottom dollar that economics will take over. And what you will see sooner rather than later is much higher uh, changes in electricity prices as compared to gasoline. Keep listening to Financial Fridays for our mailbag segment next. We'll be back after a word from our sponsor. What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer, our pursuits become careers, and if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask what's most important to you? Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, private wealth advisor with Align. And uh, boy, the, the week that was uh, was a tumultuous week for me personally. The passing of uh, two guys I've known most of my life uh, really impacted me. It made me, uh, you know, kind of reassess. Uh, where a person can be uh, with or without mentors. And uh, I would say this Q&A mailbag segment where we take questions, emails, uh, and by all means, you can send emails directly to me at william.a.watson at ampf.com, um, you know, would be good. And, and you know, people have asked me, what, what did you learn from some of these guys? And first and foremost, Mr. Ronald Bean uh, was vice chairman with me at the First National Bank of uh, Muhlenberg County for years. Uh, he passed early on in the week. And I would say key to being successful in business is having a being surrounded by successful people. And uh, for anybody that's a, a younger business owner here, uh, I would say probably more than anything that you hear, uh, finding a mentor that's been tested in the trenches is a key, I think, 
uh, to go to the next level. And as I said, I've been blessed to be surrounded by people like that my entire life. And what are some takeaways that we can have if you're owning a business, wanting to own a business, you're an entrepreneur, you know, what to look for um, in that mentor. And I would say one, uh, first and foremost, uh, look for somebody that may be doing things differently than than you do. Uh, and I mean that, you know, uh, they, there's a saying in the the boxing business that contrasts make the fights. And I would say there's a saying in the uh, matrimonial business that opposites attract. And by all means, if you surround yourself with people that think just like you do, you open yourself to a tremendous blind spot, in my opinion, of groupthink and herd mentality. And there has been lots and lots of businesses and organizations fail over the years just for that. I remember years ago I was at a, a sermon at Settle Memorial Methodist Church and, uh, you, you know, the um, preacher had a great sermon and it, it was the it was the seven last words of a failed church and those were, we've never done it that way before. So when looking at for a mentor, don't always just gravitate to someone that does things exactly the way you do or thinks the way that you do. Um, that would be point number one. Um, there are lots of ways to skin a cat, and you can get rid of a cat just as easy by choking it with butter uh, as uh, choking it with, with your bare hands. But I say that, take those words to heart and find some people that do have a little bit different views than you have. So that's one. I think number two for, for successful businesses and, and finances in general, um, look for people that have had a longevity of experiences and experiences in various circumstances. Uh, if it's not always just finding someone who's been quote unquote successful, um, as a lot of times in our culture, people that are born on third base, uh, you know, if they do something a little bit beyond third base, they may have think they've hit a home run in life. But I do think it's very much incumbent upon you, if you're looking for a mentor, find somebody that maybe uh, has had a uh, up from the bootstraps, uh, especially if you've been pretty well-blessed your whole life. Getting somebody that's had to do it all uh, up from uh you know, the bootstraps would meet, you know, what I just talked about in that it's going to be somebody who has some different views of you because they've come up a different way. Also, I think people from different generations view um, things much differently. And if you're in any business that has customers, which every business does, that is a tremendously uh, underrated uh, quality to have is the ability to kind of look multi-generationally. And I can assure you the customers that you may have, if they're a different generation than you, they may have different values and um, thoughts and and ideas than what you have on a regular basis. And if you can surround yourself with individuals that are from that generation, you're going to be blessed uh, with their 
uh, advice. And, and I would say, too, you know, the old saying out of the Bible that there is nothing new under the sun is absolutely true. I mean, things have come through and been repackaged and repurposed. But really, especially in finance, there's really nothing new under the sun. I mean, uh, people either pay you or they don't. Businesses either flourish or they don't. And usually it's a combination of uh, errors that have happened over centuries that get people in trouble. Um, and I think, too, probably third, and it's crucial uh, in finding a mentor, somebody you can talk to both about your uh, professional endeavors and personal endeavors. Uh, it's better to find mentors who don't take themselves so seriously. They're often not as intimidating as their resumes may indicate they should be, but being able to insert some levity in a situation is a, a key uh, and long-term note of success for different individuals uh, that they don't take themselves too seriously, uh, but they're able to do a good job at running the businesses that they have built, that have become you know parts of the board, etc., now, some key takeaways, too, is if you surround yourself with the right people, um, you will pick up some habits from them that have kind of lasted a lifetime. And, you know, one of those, uh, Ronnie, you know, he always dug a little bit deeper, never judge a book by a cover, and kind of get to know the customers on a personal level uh, and keep your ears to the grindstone constantly so uh you know where you stand. An old maxim is that it's easier to stay out of trouble than to get out of trouble. And if you've ever had to move a car out of a ditch or a business out of a ditch, you absolutely know that that maxim is 100% uh, accurate and they are words to live by. You might say, where do you find people like this? Well, Every community is full of people like this. You know, take a look around. If, if you know the business, that the way you want your business to look in the future, find some people that have had businesses that look that way in the past. That uh, This program has been paid for by Rainmaker Incorporated. This is WOMI Owensboro, 99.1 FM.